curious, competitive, compassionate. Salespeople are drawn to their careers in much the same way musicians are drawn to music. Once you've learned the language of sales, the beauty is in your ability to personally interpret what you've learned to suit your personality, your interest, and your skill. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the So You're In Sales podcast, where we consider ways to grow as people as we advance in our careers and learn firsthand from those ahead of us on the path to accelerate our journey. I'm lucky to get to talk every two weeks with entrepreneurs, business owners, thought leaders, authors, and people of all walks of life, each with a unique story to share and a look at their lessons along the way. Prepare to be educated, informed, entertained, and inspired. This is the So You're In Sales Podcast. The So You're In Sales Podcast is sponsored by Social Good Promotions. Social Good Promotions was founded on the premise that any business can stand out from their competition when they are doing things they really believe in. True success these days is measured by the ways your employees feel about working for you and the ways your business is making the community a better place. Ultimately, it's about the ways you and your business will be remembered. If you're looking to grow your sales revenue while activating social good at the same time, we'll be your favorite marketing partner ever. Book a meeting with us at socialgoodpromotions.com, follow us on Instagram at sogoodpromo, and let's get connected. We've done great work using our unique and effective strategy. Let us show you how. Now, on with the show. Part of the benefit of having a long career is the relationships that you're able to build along the way. A lot of the podcast episodes that all of you have been listening to are with friends of mine, people that I have run across in my time in the promotional marketing industry. And these conversations oftentimes are the result of my firsthand knowledge of people and their careers. Today is no different. Bill Petrie is the same. I've known him for a very long time, and our paths have crossed in content, in ideas, in pre- presentations. We've spent a lot of time together, and I have really strong understanding of Bill and what makes him tick, and I thought it would be really, really important for us to get him on the show to talk about the release of his new business with Kelsey Cunningham, Brandivate, what it means for him as a 50-year-old white man in today's environment, launching a new business in what is a really difficult and challenging economy, and what goes into trying to make that decision when you're forced with having to come up with the next version of your career. I thought it was a really interesting and insightful conversation. I hope you do too. Give it a listen. The So You're In Sales podcast, what makes it a little bit unique is this is not necessarily a podcast directed at specifically the promotional products industry. It's more designed to talk to people about what it's like to be in sales. So thank you for coming on really uh, literally on the like shaved heels of announcing when you're launching a brand, part of uh, what makes it incredibly important is being able to communicate what you do well, right? So by focusing on your brand and what you needed to communicate from a messaging perspective, I watched you be very effective in a very short period of time. And I think it's important for other people to get a sense of kind of how you approach that. But before we get, before we get to that, I'm so excited for you. And I wanted to make sure that we kind of unpacked a little bit of the decision-making process behind Why does a 50-year-old white guy in the middle of 2020 decide that he wants to start a business for himself or with a partner? Because I'm a couple tacos short of a combo platter. That's why. (laughs) 
I'm guessing if there are people who are going to listen to this, that that will at least be some portion of like their curiosity around coming on to give this a listen. So walk us through, how do you arrive at, okay, I don't care. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So for those people who know me, I was president of Promo Corner for three years, three plus years and had a great run there. Um, When the pandemic hit, obviously it impacted uh, our business just like it impacted everybody else's business. And so we had to make a pretty big shift uh, while I was there. We had to make some, um, some difficult decisions personnel wise and had to make difficult decisions on, on how we were running the company. And what ended up happening is I, I started doing really just content um, as opposed to being president of the organization and running the business, the owner and CEO, um, understandably so, it's his money, got back involved and wanted to shift where we were focused in the organization. So I was doing uh, primarily just content, which uh, I, I think I'm pretty good at, but I didn't, that's not what I wanted to do. And so um, we, it, it got to a point where it was pretty clear that, you know, there really wasn't going to be a long-term future for me at Promo Corner. And thankfully I have great relationships with ownership and we had great conversations and it was, we, we, we acted like adults. Um, so nobody's got their feelings hurt. It was just, Hey, this is what we need to do. And, and this is what I need to do. And so we kind of left on really good terms. Um, and I wish them nothing but the best. I had such a great experience there and have nothing but respect for all the people there. But then you sit there on day one and go, okay, now what? I'm 50 years old, as you so adroitly pointed out. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the club, my friend. Yeah, I'm 50 years old. And I, I took about a week and I, I, I wrote this in my blog. There's a great Foo Fighters album called Echoes, Silence, Patience, and Grace. And I had to give myself patience and grace to enjoy about a week of echoes and silence to really figure out what I wanted to do. And so um, that's, that's what I did. And so to the reason to start a business, which is what, why you're asking me, you know, we're in a global pandemic. We've got murder hornets on the horizon. We're in the <laughs> middle of some sort of Saharan dust storm. I don't understand. I, I, I believe the bubonic plague was just reformed in China. So why not start a marketing and advertising business? Um, the reason is I had such a great working relationship with the creative director at Promo Corner, uh, Kelsey Cunningham, and we wanted to continue that relationship. We felt we really did some work that mattered. Uh, we felt that the work we did not only elevated our clients, but also elevated the industry in, in, in ways it hadn't been from an advertising perspective, as opposed to just selling just product. As our friend Bobby Leahy would say, we we're starting to sell the purpose behind the product and really help our client's message get noticed in a sea of sameness. Um, And so with the pandemic, you know, with every crisis, there is opportunity. And so we see a tremendous opportunity um, with Kelsey's creativity and and marketing savvy and and, uh, whatever I bring to the table. um, We see an opportunity in the you know, not just promotional products industry, but outside the industry as well, we see a real opportunity to bring those um, high-level marketing services, not just ideas, but also executing on those ideas, uh, high-level marketing services, branding services, sales services, um, along with some consulting. Um, and we're you know, already kind of overwhelmed by inquiries. So it's, it's uh, you know, it's a good start. Uh, it'll be great when money starts rolling in, but uh, that hopefully will come. Nice. 
difference. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's always that lag between when people know that they can give you money and when the money actually starts coming. So yes. you have expectations that that will be on the horizon for you, which is fantastic. And our philosophy is we do not want to make it difficult for people to give us money. Yeah. Indeed, right? The frictionless transaction that Mr. Petrie has been speaking about for what feels like an eternity yes. is now ready to be put into action. I so do. what was the importance of having a female voice or, and or a younger voice as part of your team? It wasn't so much the importance of having a female or younger voice. It, that was happenstance. It was, you know, I wanted to do it with a partner. I wanted to do it with somebody. I did consulting for a couple of years on my own uh, years ago. And it was a very lonely existence. And now, granted, um, not a lot of disagreements in the boardroom. I, I generally agreed with the guy in the mirror, so it was pretty easy. But one thing, you know, Kelsey and I have a great relationship because she is sassy in a way that she will tell me that's not a good idea. And I know sometimes what my personality can bring to the party. And, and I know that sometimes people... Um, I have a strong personality. And so I know it's sometimes difficult for people to tell me, Hey, you're wrong. Or why don't we do it this way? She's very adept at doing that, putting me in, I don't want to say in my place, but making me rethink my thought process. And I think the fact that she is 35, she is a millennial and she is a female. It does give us that dynamic that a 50 year old white guy just doesn't. She has different life experiences than I do. She grew up in the industry. You know, her, her family has a very successful distributorship in Houston that uh, she worked at many times or a few, quite a few years. She's worked at great suppliers uh, as well and was the number one sales rep uh, at Imagine Brands when, when I hired her away at Promo Corner. So the experience she has combined with the experience I have, it really feels like a great fit. Yeah. Yeah. As someone who too has more voices than my own these days, there is tremendous benefit in having truthful and honest and sincere conversations yeah. about the direction and what things gets, how it gets said, where it gets said and how it gets said yeah. to me. I don't know all the answers to that. And there's things that even if I thought I knew the answers, I wouldn't do it the same way that perhaps someone in Kelsey's age range yeah. would, would want to do something. So totally respect and understand that. Well, and the importance for us was to go in the sequel. And so we are equal partners in this. It's, 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 it's set up that way purposefully. Um, it helps me really rethink things. Like I said, I think I bring some experience that she doesn't have. And so again, it's a really great team. Um, and that's the way we approach it. So let's, let's pivot a little bit and talk about like the elements of Brandvate as the organization. And we talk oftentimes about the brand promise. Yeah. So you got a brand new company, you need to communicate what your brand promise is to the folks that would give you money. What would be some of the things that you would want to share with folks about what they could expect from Brandivate as an organization? Well, and this is the perils of not being given the questions. In <laughs> um, no, it's all good. Um, I, I'd say what they can expect is for us to really immerse ourselves in the marketing messaging process. So it's not just, Here's a cool way to broadcast your message. It's let's understand who your target audience is. We care about understanding who your target audience is. And that's great, but we won't want to do more than that. We want to understand what exactly do you want them to do? So what you have a message, what do you want them to do once they receive that message? And then how do we 
deliver that message through a variety of vehicles that is appealing to that target audience that moves them to action. You know, that's not done very much in our industry. Our industry is very much of a, hey, here's a bunch of product. If you like it, cool. We don't do that. That's not what we want to do. We want to really get that message out there to the end user target audience. So, so I guess I'd say our brand promise is to care enough to fully understand the marketing and branding of your organization to move your target audience to action. Cause that's really what matters. You know, I, I used to say when I was a consultant, I don't care whether you take my advice or not, as long as you pay me, I don't care. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I, I really changed that. I really do want people to, to take what we have to say to heart because I think we know what we're doing. I know we know what we're doing. And I do believe we can add a tremendous amount of value in a very cost-effective way to help people get those messages across. And again, our industry, you and I are in the same industry, the promotional products industry and you're a distributor and distributors buy a lot of the same products from the same suppliers and the suppliers, you know, how do you, you know, I know how you pick suppliers, but you know, some other distributors do it differently. You pick them you know, by relationships. It's a very relationship driven business. You've had experiences with them. And so when something goes sideways in our industry and that happens from time to time, you're going to remember the people who stood by you, bailed you out, made you look good in front of your customer. We need to tell more of those stories. Well, Bill, you said it well for somebody who didn't know what he was going to get asked. So I had no idea. I really thought this was, I really thought this was about Van Halen. I had no <laughs> idea we were talking about this. <laughs> you, you, I, many people have said from our purchase in the promotional marketing space that while we are salespeople of product, we are not necessarily the best marketers in the world. So having some folks in the space that have maybe next level understanding of how to do that is important. And for small business people, right? So like a lot of the people who will be listening to this, as well as many of the industry members that we talk to on a regular basis, work for small companies. And what most people don't really like, you, you intuitively understand it, but you've not verbalized it or heard it said. Small business people, for the most part, are terrible marketers. Yes. They don't have the resources. They don't have the time, even if they have the inclination and the ability from a sure. skill perspective, which is a whole separate idea. Right. But they're focused on sales. They're focused on revenue, which is understandable. they got to get orders out the door. they yep. got to get orders out the door. And before the world went to hell yep. in March 7th, 2020, right. people were so busy getting orders out the door because the economy was incredible. Right. Mm -hmm. But the difference now is the economy is not incredible in some instances. For other people, the economy is amazing. For other people, it's like, I cannot believe my business is even going to survive. So now, small business people, even if you're not in the industry, if you're not investing in marketing right now, what are you doing? Because you need more so than ever to be able to have a strategy to communicate your message to the people you most need to hear it because. Money is scarce for the people who are wanting to spend it. It's not that money is scarce. Money is abundant. The, uh, co the comfort and willingness of the people who have the money to actually spend it is where the problem is. Yes. And so if you don't have a message, if you don't have something on some regularly scheduled cadence to tell people why they should give you that money, I don't know how you're going to survive. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, it's always, it's, it's, it seems like one of those business axioms that keeps repeating itself in a recession. 
the first people to get let go are marketers and they're the last people to get hired back. And in there, the companies that have the stones or the fortitude to, I don't want to say increase their marketing, but focus on marketing during a time like this, you know, not that I'm opportunistic, I'm not, but there is opportunity in a crisis. And, and so that's what, you know, Kelsey and I saw when we were looking at this is, you know, there's a, there's a need for this. There's a need because like you said, they're small business owners and they've got, they're wearing five different hats and, you know, they're not going to have the financial resources to hire someone to really run marketing for them, but we can do the same thing for them, maybe even better and at a fraction of the cost. So there, there is a market for it and there's a definite need for it. Like you said, you know, that this is the time to double down on your marketing. Yeah. And you know, really, Bill, I did a lot of presenting uh, during shelter in place on the notion of trust. Yeah. And I think we all saw instances where salespeople were trying to make power through the problem by just being a salesperson. And that was the worst strategy in the world because if you were trying to sell something to someone that they didn't need during the pandemic, what usually would have been seen as like, Oh, I stubbed my toe. I kind of made a mistake. It's like, no, you get treated hostily. Now, if you stub your toe and you try to be salesy and gross right now, like good luck. So yeah, we talked about this notion of trust and why it's important to have created the, the largest number of trust relationships that you possibly can so that in a moment of peril, like a global pandemic, people would be turning to you to be seen as a reliable source for whatever it is that that person needs to solve the problem that they have at the moment. And if you hadn't done it, the likelihood of someone finding you in that moment was almost nil. So it was really, really important. So this is really why I want to ask you this question or why I say that to ask you this. So granted, you're going to start with the content train that Bill Petrie has so reliably been, we, we all know what to expect of you from a content perspective. So that part of it is easy. How will the voice of what your content is for Brandivate be different than what you've done in the past? Um, it's always evolving. It's a great question, Roger. And, and I have thought about that and I don't have an answer yet. Um, this is where having a partner like Kelsey is important because I am 50. And so I like a certain aesthetic. I like doing things a certain way and I'm human. So I like my routine. I like, I get stuck in the same rut as everybody else. As much as I try to force myself out of it, I'm human. And so having her kind of push a little bit and say, no, let's do it this way helps it evolve. So you're going to see different, you're going to see some, I think I wrote in my blog yesterday, you're going to see some things that are very familiar. Mm-hmm. Kirby and I are going to do a podcast and it'll probably be pretty familiar to what people had listened to for 206 episodes, not too radically different, but there's going to be other pieces of content marketing that we haven't done before. So you know, Kelsey, to her credit, is getting outside her comfort zone. She's never done a podcast. And so we're going to launch a podcast next week called the What the Hell Are We Doing podcast, which <laughs> is we're going to kind of very raw. And you know how I podcast. I, I don't edit. I, it's a conversation. We record it and go. 
and we're going to do it bi-weekly, just kind of talking about what are we doing? We're, we're, what, how nuts are we building a business within a pandemic? We have a 15-year age difference. We have different experiences. What are we doing? And I think that's going to be a transparent spotlight that's really going to be a very different piece of content for us. I don't know. If, I think a lot of people are going to listen to it. It might be a train wreck. I have no idea. But you're going to see different things like that because I, I, you know, there's the excitement of the announcement. Everybody's happy for you. Everybody's patting you on back. And then, you know, I was talking to Kelsey yesterday and it's like, tomorrow's going to be like, okay, now what the hell do we do? Right. Um, and then this is what we do. We start, you know, I, I was, when I was looking at you earlier, I was thinking about the, the ugly salesperson and this relates exactly to what your question is. We are in such a give first marketing society right now. I see so much ask marketing and it's bad and it's, it's ugly. And it makes me very, it makes me queasy sometimes how much people are asking in their marketing, as opposed to just, we're going to give, we're going to try to either, maybe we'll educate you, maybe we'll entertain you, maybe we'll give you something that, you know, whatever, but there's so much more of the, buy this, look at this, you need to be here for that. Um, and so I, my, my goal with the content is always to be the same, which is I want to give, give first, allow people to get to know us. People still buy from people and brands. They know, like, and trust. There you um, go. Yeah. And, and so there's no better way for people to get to know you. So there'll be fun, silly things you know, to uh, like you. So they'll, you know, the, the very raw honesty, which hopefully I, I've built that trust over years. And then the trust of, Hey, this, these people know what they're talking about. They understand. So you're, you know, to me, it's like a third, a third, a third. So it's fun. There's the educational and then there's the, wow, they really know there, there's the expertise. So it's the fun, the educational, the expertise, and those three have to coexist. Yeah. And they can intermingle in the same piece of content, by the way. Right. It doesn't have to be, okay, this is your comedy content for the week, and this is your educational content for the week, and this is your expertise content for the week. It's just not the way I do it. So having someone like Kelsey kind of steer me a little differently to do some different things, because I've had some content marketing ideas, and she'd just look at me and go, that's terrible. <laughs> We're not going to do that. Okay. Well, what I think would be interesting for the listener to consider is here you are on day one. Day mm -hmm. one, literally. And even before day one, while you were in the run-up to knowing that you were about to launch the thing, part of your strategy was, hey, from the day we start, we have to show our work. Yep. We have to document what we're doing. We have to show it in an outward way. It's what I've been preaching forever to the yep. listeners is yep. show your work. Let people see what it is that's going on because as your brand grows, as you polish, Bill, you're going to be polished to start because you've done this a few times already, but you and I both know that what brand debate marketing will look like over time will evolve as a result of what goes on, but you will have documented the process so much so that when you're trying to build that trust, part of what you're saying to the person, the prospect, someone who might want to do business with you is like, Hey, don't take it from me. Yeah. Take it from 2020 me, take it from right. you know, all of the versions of myself that have led up to this moment. Right. Go do the investigation. If you don't like who Bill is as a person, if you don't like who Kelsey is, you're going to be able so to find it. that out. And it's because yeah. you put the time in. And you're right. And the biggest manifestation, that's the website, right? I mean, you know, that's something that I spent a lot of time on and Kelsey did as well. And I'm very proud of that. You know, it's a very different looking marketing services website than I've ever seen but I haven't looked around. So, you know, <laughs> no, but I mean, we want to make, we, you know, our, our goal is kind of bring some elegance to the marketing in our industry. Yeah. Well, that I mean, elegance is effective. Effective elegance. How about that? 
There you go. That that ooh, that's got the makings of a tagline there. Effective elegance. So I can't wait to see it. So give us a rundown. So you're going to have the what the hell are we doing podcast that starts when <sighs> July fifteenth that will drop. Okay. You are starting with Kirby uh, Friday the 10th, Friday the 10th. We will record Thursday the 9th. It's called the Promo Upfront Podcast, and we'll have a little party in the back, and it is the mullet of all podcasts. Um, and so we'll, we'll, our first topic um, will always be promotional products focused. So um, Kirby might kick, Kirby's going to kick it off this week. I have no idea what he's going to bring up now. You know, Given any week, I might have an idea, but he won't tell me. And then we're going to bounce. Uh, we're going to bounce topics back and forth, where neither one of us know what we're uh, talking about or what the other one's going to talk about. Or since we do it on video, like yours, we're going to do a uh, we're going to do a product a week, um, nice. kind of the promotional product we're using the most that week. And then we'll do the party in the back, something fun. It might be a little rapid fire, might be a little fill in the blank, and then uh, we'll be on our merry way. Quick thirty minutes of a little fun, hopefully a little entertainment. Bill. God bless you, man. I, from however 17 months ahead of you that I am, I know the journey you're about to take. And uh, I, I, I offer you all of my sincerest best wishes in the entire world. And you know, I'm always here. The community is always here to talk to one another. I always try to, you know, um, I try to uh, encourage everyone to not just be passive in their participation. You know, if there's ways for people to want to get involved and really hear more about what Bill and Kelsey are up to, how would they get a hold of you? Uh, very easy. You can visit our website, which is brandevatemarketing.com. You can email me or Kelsey. It's Bill at or Kelsey at brandevatemarketing.com. And you can follow us on all sorts of social channels. If you're looking for podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, it's just search for Brandevate Radio um, anywhere. And then, uh, all social channels, it's brand of a marketing. You'll find us LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, tweet, Insta, Insta camel, whatever. All right, man. That's, that's the wrap. Thanks for coming. I can't wait to see. Roger, thank you. Uh, when you reached out to me yesterday, I couldn't say yes fast enough. And uh, I appreciate you. I've always respected you and what you're doing. Uh, I know the journey ahead is not going to be a smooth one, but I kind of relish in that. And I know you do too. Sometimes the grind, uh, the glory is really in the grind. And so I appreciate what you do uh, and appreciate uh, all your offer for assistance. And that always goes both ways. So there you have it. Bill's always been such a great podcast guest. It's fun to talk to him, especially when I don't give him the questions in advance. You know, he talked about elevating his medium, doing important work. What I think it's really important is recognizing that in every crisis, there is opportunity, and it's really difficult for a lot of people to come to grips with the idea of being able to seize an opportunity when everything is seemingly falling down around your ears. And yet, I would tell you from my own personal perspective that there really is amazing opportunities right now if you're willing to be able to identify and seize on them based on what you see going on and your experience in your own marketplace. You know, the importance of marketing during a crisis is really important. And because all of you small business owners out there really do wear five different hats, the idea of being able to outsource that to someone you trust in a moment like this is really, really important for you to consider. 
So if you need to build trust with us, that's what the So You're in Sales podcast is all about. But if you want to build more trust with Bill, you have the What the Hell Are We Doing podcast that will release on July 15th. And then the Promo Upfront podcast with Bill and Kirby will release this Friday, 710. It's the mullet of all podcasts. So pay attention to Bill. Pay attention to Kelsey. Continue to listen to the So You're in Sales podcast. Please share this around and subscribe and write a review for us if you haven't yet. 50 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts will release all kinds of new and exciting opportunities for us as a podcast. So please take the time to write us a review. Give us those five stars so that we can unlock that and give you even more great things than what we've been doing up until this point. Thank you so much for your continued participation, and I look forward to our next episode.